my name is Hiro Ikushima. Uh, I am the Tenzo at the City Center of San Francisco Zen Center. Um, uh, I have been uh, with the Zen Center, San Francisco Zen Center for about seven years. Um, first five years, I was at Tassajara. Uh, and uh, I came to the city center about two years ago. Um, so today I gave a talk last month and I talked about uh, kitchen practice as a Tenzo. Um, maybe some of you are here. Um, and this time I would like to um, introduce this uh, text called Tenzo Kyokun, uh, which is the instructions for the Zenkuk, um, written originally written by the Eihei Dogen, uh, who is the founder of the Japanese Soto Zen School. Um, and uh, in our kitchen at the um, city center, uh, we read uh, Tenzo Kyokun every morning, um, one page or two, and uh, every day. So I became Tenzo last year in May. So everyday reading. I don't know how many times I, I, I have read so far, but um, um, it's been a tradition here. And, uh, and the more I read, um, it's, it has uh, really uh, deepened uh, my practice. And, um, and some of the uh, things uh, cannot be really described by words because it's kind of oxymoron. You know, Zen practice, it's not about conceptual understanding. But uh, especially in our school, um, our practice is uh, emphasized in day-to-day -day activities. So we read the text and then apply that into our uh, everyday life, everyday day-to-day -day activities such as cooking. And uh, so I know we don't have much time, so um, I don't know how much I can cover. Uh, but I made a little document here that I can share with everyone. So, um, okay, I'm going to put the link on the chat. Okay, so ten. Um, I think uh, many of you uh, have heard the name Dogen, uh, who's the founder of uh, Soto Zen School. Uh, he lived in, in the 13th century and uh, um, he was born exactly not on the year 1200. And when he was 23, he went to China to practice. And, um, you know, back then China was a dynasty and uh, um, they are uh, kind of like you know, kind of big father figure to uh, Japanese culture. Uh, they are much more advanced in so many levels and uh, especially Buddhism because the Buddhism came originally from China to Japan um, when Dogen really wanted to uh, find a master in, in Chinese Zen temples. And um, after he stayed in China for four years to practice and then came back to Japan and, and he wrote many, many texts. Um, and the Tenzo Kyokun is one of them. Um, so this Tenzo Kyokun, it's to me, it's almost like a Bible in a kitchen practice. And 
and it can be roughly divided into three parts. Okay. So the first part is uh, um, basically a job description of the Tenzo and you know, responsibilities and, and uh, attitude. And even he explains a, a basic flow in the kitchen on, on a daily basis. And the second part, he talks about um, his own experience in China. And, and uh, um, he, 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 yeah, uh, his experience in China had a huge impact on him. And, um, and upon that, having that experience, you know, he was criticizing Japanese Buddhism. And, and, and in those days, the situation in Japanese Buddhism was quite different um, compared to later days. And, and also, you know, he encouraged the cooks to really um, um, at the highest level and in the practice. And, and he talks about, you know, um, practice of ancestors, uh, all the masters, and he introduced some koans as well. And if you don't know koans, koan is like a, a riddle for the so-called Zen questions that um, master gives you a question that the master gives you, but then you cannot really answer on the conceptual level. Uh, you have to realize to be able to answer. Um, and the third part in the Tenzo Kyokun is the three minds. Uh, three minds consist of joyful mind, parental mind, and magnanimous mind. So um, the first part, uh, he talks about basic, you know, description and the spirit of Tenzo. So if you, read, if you see the document, you can see that. So um, in the Tenzo Kyokun, he says, uh, this work of Tenzo has always been carried out by teachers, settled in a way, and by others who have aroused the Bodhisattva spirit within themselves. Such a practice requires exerting all your energies if a person entrusted with the work lacks such a spirit, then they will only endure unnecessary hardships and suffering that will have no value in their pursuit of the way. And, um, you know, I work a lot as a Tenzo at the city center. And sometimes I, you know, I work like 11 hours, sometimes seven days a week. And it's a lot of work. Um, many people say Tenzo is one of the busiest jobs at the Zen center. And some people say, why don't you rest more? You should, you work too much. But then, you know, I really, really appreciate this work. Um, as a practice position, this is really one of the best. Um, yes, often I'm really tired and exhausted. Um, but it's such a um, wonderful opportunity to practice. Really, it's about... It's, yes, it is about cooking, it is about serving the community, but at the same time, it's about studying yourself. And Dogen often talks about Zen practice, is about his um, studying the Buddha way, which is to study the self, which is to forget the self. And, and the Tenzo Kyokun has all, all those elements as well. So, it is hard um, to work as a Tenzo. Um, you have to work 
a lot of hours and sometimes the problem was aroused. There are a lot of challenges. Um, and if I didn't like that, then I would feel like a slave, right? It's like, a, it's kind of a job that someone has to do. And that's not how I look at it. You know, if that's the case, I wouldn't be here, you know? Um, why should I work so much? And I'm not making money. <laughs> a little stipend, that's about it. Um, but this is, uh, it's, it's really practice of studying the self and, and studying others and how to cultivate uh, the spirit of serving. Um, and, 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 and that can find, that can be found in everything you do in a kitchen. And which is, is the next point, respect the ingredients. Uh, in the Tenzo Kyokan, he says, when you prepare food, never view the ingredients from some commonly held perspective, nor think about them only with your emotions. Uh, maintain an attitude that tries to build great temples from ordinary means to expound the Buddha Dharma through the most vital uh, trivial activity. When making a soup with ordinary greens, do not be carried away by feelings of dislike towards them, nor regard them lightly, neither jump for joy simply because you have, you have been given ingredients of superior quality to make a special dish. Um, such as the human nature, you know, when, you, um, when you're cooking, you, wanna, you may want to make a, a fancy food. Um, and when you see uh, very plain ingredients, um, you might not, you might, you may not take it, um, you know, so seriously. Um, but then, um, if you really think about how, how much effort that was put into the ingredients by farmers and, uh, all these people who transport the food to your kitchen, you know, that alone makes you think, um, it's worth the respect. And also the, uh, all the ingredients have, have their own lives. Um, so when you receive lives, um, if you really you know, look at it that way, that everything has a life, then you wouldn't treat it lightly. So in a Tenzo Kyokan, he says over and over, you know, um, treat everything with the respect and, and which is written on the next part. Pay careful attention and handle tools with care. Uh, keep your eyes open. Do not allow even one grain of rice to be lost. Wash the rice thoroughly. Put in a pot, light a fire, and cook it. There is an old saying that goes, see the pot as your own head. See the water as your lifeblood. Transfer the cooked rice into a bamboo basket in summer or a wooden container in the winter, and then sit it on the, on the table. Cook the rice, soup, and any side dish all at the same time. And um, yeah, on the other part of the Tenzo Kyokun, you know, he says the um, uh, treat the food like your own eyeball. And in this section, he says, you know, treat the pot like your own head. It's, it's talking about this, respect for everything that you you use you know any tools or food anything that 
helps you to work, right? And um, that's quite evident when, if you go to uh, the Japanese temple, um, that's the part of the training, you know, and training, but also it helps you to cultivate um, the appreciation for everything you, you handle. Um, and it, it makes it such a wonderful mindful practice. You know, if you actually apply that in your day-to-day -day activity, um, it can be applied to anything really. Um, the car you drive, you know, or bicycle you ride, or clothes you're wearing, um, anything that you have, any even materials, um, those things are supporting your life. And if you look at it that way, it's like you are supported by everything and that um, you can even, you know, study this as the, um, the Buddha's teaching of uh, um, uh, co-dependence, co right? So everything's made by everything else. Uh, like Thich Nhat Hanh was talking about, the um, newspaper uh, is made by tree, air, water, so many, so many different things. Um, and this truth can be found right in front of you, right? So in our kitchen, you know, we talk about this as a means of mindful practice. Um, when, you, when we use pot or when, when we're doing dishes, you know, um, we try to be careful with the tools and, and be quiet. You know? um, and we often say kitchen practice is extension of the uh, uh, Zendo practice, Zazen practice. Um, why is that helpful? Uh, because in our day-to-day -day life, you know, our mind is so full of thoughts. Thoughts keep popping up. Um, and when we do dishes, we often look at dishes as if it's, 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 it's something to just to um, get it out of the way, right? Just to get it done so you can, you can do something else. Um, but then if you're fully present, and dishes is just, just one of the many activities and it, which is not different from any, anything else, just as important as everything else. So when you do dishes and fully present, you do dishes for the sake of doing dishes. You know, you're not trying to move, you know, you're not waiting for the next moment. You're, you're fully present. Um, okay, no, man, time flies. Uh, next uh, part in the Kyokun. Um, and he talks about, you know, his own experience in, in, in China. And uh, um, one of the uh, most uh, important part of his experience is that he meets a uh, Chinese Tenzo. And there was a dialogue between Dogen and this uh, old Chinese uh, Tenzo. And um, first time they met, you know, uh, Dogen didn't really have a, a right understanding of um, a practice. And he thought old monk, um, you know, he walked like 14 miles to get mushrooms and he was walking back and, 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 and Dogen was like, why are you doing this? You know, why don't you just other, let other people do the, do the work and 
maybe you should be you know, practicing Zazen and or studying koans, you know, um, maybe there are many other important things you can do. And then he laughed at Dogen, you know, and he said, uh, you don't have the right understanding of practice and the characters. And then he just laughed, right? And then later, uh, Dogen met him again. And then, and then here's a dialogue. Uh, he said, this, uh, this is the, uh, uh, the Chinese Tenzo. A person who studies characters must know just what characters are. And one intending to practice the way must understand what practice is. And, and Dogen asked him, what are characters? And the Tenzo, Chinese Tenzo replied, one, two, three, four, five. And Dogen asked, what is practice? There is nothing in the world that is hidden. Um, this uh, dialogue is really interesting and uh, uh, draws a lot of attention. And uh, it's in a way, this is like a koan. What does it mean, right? What are characters? One, two, three, four, five. And what is practice? There is nothing in the world that is hidden. And the uh, characters that uh, uh, this uh, Tenzo is talking about is, is the concept, right? We are living in a world of concepts. We try to understand things in our heads, but in reality, you know, even everything that we see has labels, but in reality, there's not such a thing as label, right? Uh, we make up those things and, and try to understand in our brain uh, on conceptually, but in reality, it just, it just is. This, this present moment is all there is, right? There is no future, there is no past. There is only this present moment. And so he's, you know, Dogen asked what is practice? The Chinese master says, there is nothing more than anything meaning that the truth is right in front of you all the time. And um, uh, later in the Tenzo Kyokun, he also um, talks about this koan. Uh, okay, it's written on the next section. Zuefen Yikun was once a Tenzo under Dongshan Lianji. One day while Zuefan was washing the rice, Dongshan happened to pass by and asked, do you wash the sand and pick out the rice? Well, wash the rice and pick out the sand. And uh, um, his, uh, the other guy replied, I wash and throw away both the sand and the rice together. And Zuefan replied, then what on earth do you do the residents here eat? And Donsham pressed again. In reply, Zuefan turned over the rice bucket. On seeing that, Donsham said, the day will come when will when you will practice under another master. So basically, um, um, in this dialogue, uh, Zuefan uh, failed. <laughs> um, so this is another koan. Excuse me. This is uh, so. So the uh, teacher asked the students, you know, 
when the student, uh, when, when the monk was washing the rice, do you pick up the rice and wash the sand or do you pick up the sand and then wash the rice? Um, of course, you know, common sense, uh, you wash the rice and pick up the sand. But then this is uh, a koan about form and emptiness, right? So uh, like I was saying before, um, in a conceptual understanding, we distinguish uh, or discriminate sand and rice. Um, but if you are fully present, then there's no difference between rice and sand. Right, so that's, and then, but then to serve food, obviously, um, you have to have this um, conceptual understanding uh, so that uh, you can cook the rice and serve to the community. Um, so, you know, obviously you can't serve, serve in the sand and rice at the same time, or, or his reaction of turning over the rice bucket was obviously not correct in a sense that complete. That makes sense. Um, so this is a koan that um, it's not, you know, I don't want to talk too much about it. It's something that uh, uh, um, you all should really practice and, and read it and try to use that as to deepen your practice. It's not helpful to, you know, uh, look at it like a quiz, because it's not. Um, yeah, okay. So next part, this is the last section of the Tenzu Kyoku. It's the three minds. Um, so he says the three minds, um, three minds that consist of joyful mind, parental mind, and magnanimous mind. And these minds can be applied to any work that you do. Um, joyful mind is, you know, joy of creating, joy of cooking, um, joy of serving and helping others. And uh, parental mind is the, exactly what it is. It's a mind of parents. So helping others as if they are your children. Um, and the last mind is magnanimous mind, Daishin. And and this is an excerpt from the Tenzu Kyoku. Magnanimous mind is like a mountain, stable and impartial, exemplifying the ocean. It is tolerant and views everything from the broadest perspective. Having magnanimous mind means being without prejudice and refusing to take sides. So in a way, uh, this, is like um, his teaching on respecting the ingredients and not um, discriminating, you know, based on how expensive they are, right? Um, can you treat all the ingredients equally? The same thing, magnanimous mind can be applied to how you view people, right? In our society, um, obviously there are so many different classes and, um, we judge people 
but can we have magnamas mind be non-judgmental and non-discriminative? Um, yeah, it is very deep. So, you know, this doesn't, it's just that it's been like half hour. Um, I highly recommend reading Tenzin Kyokun because it's so deep. Um, and if you read just once, you would think Dogen is just uh, talking about ethics, but it's not. It, well, it's part of it, of course. Um, it has a uh, um, koans, um, to, you know, koans that questions about the reality of things, truth, and and what it means to practice, you know, um, what it means to practice wholeheartedly and how to serve others, and what it means to cultivate uh, this mind of serving. So, you know, for me, if I really, really practice Tenzu Kyokun, I'm sure it's like a lifetime practice for me. It's, it's so deep and, and difficult because uh, his standard is so high, you know, and, um, in some part, you know, he criticized Japanese Buddhism at the time quite harshly. You know, he was using words such as um, 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 what did he say? This is the uh, yeah, how how pathetic how pathetic they are or something like that, and criticizing Japanese monks, Japanese tenzos. Um, and uh, I'm afraid, you know, <laughs> if it's I'm. I'm not really living up to his standard. I mean, not even close, you know, I have to work out a lot harder. Um, in the reality, you know, um, being Tenzo, um, I am not cooking as much as I should because I'm so busy managing uh, the kitchen, you know, such as ordering, ordering produce, uh, making menus, you know, writing cut sheets, staffing, budget, all that stuff. Um, I think the point is, you know, this teaching is for everyone and everyone in a kitchen, but also it can be extended to anybody in any job. Um, yeah. So, oh yes. Um, so I, I used a book called How to Cook Your Life. Um, and Dogen is the original writer, but uh, uh, um, there's a commentary by Ichiyama. Uh, he's a quite famous uh, Zen teacher in Japan who passed away. Um, and in the commentary, you know, he mentions about this ultimate truth of things how, what's the relationship between self and the world um, in the Tenzo Kyokun? And uh, I would like to read this part. Tenzo Kyokun teaches us that the self inclusive of the whole world is nothing other than the very things, people or situations that we presently encounter and know and helps us to discover our lives through these things. And in turn, uh, pour all our life uh, door back into them. Once he has these ingredients, 
he must handle them as carefully as if they were his own eyes. And both day and night, allow all things to come into and reside within your mind. Allow your mind, self, and all things to function together as a whole. Big mind, then, is not a matter of meditating on some past floating spatial dimension. Rather, it is a practice of entirely devoting your life to each and everything that you encounter, no matter what it might be. Yeah, so it comes down to really, really, you know, putting all your energy into the present moment and just focus and, and, and work. And I don't like using the word, word work uh, because it sounds kind of negative. Um, but I'm sure you had those moments when you're so focused and so in the zone, time flies. Right? And in those moments, you don't have these random thoughts that um, you grab onto and you start daydreaming right? because you're so focused. And in those moments, there is no self, right? And you, there's kind of like, it feels like boundary, be, boundary between you and the world um, um, kind of become vague and you are so immersed in your activity and that means you are really uh, fully present so you know kitchen is just a one of many many activities that you can do this practice um and uh, yeah if you are interested um i would highly recommend to read this book and the token um and even if you don't understand if you just keep reading it um it might start spark it might spark something in your mind. And, and I think that might encourage you to study koans and, and that might help your practice. Uh, I think this is a, a good time to stop. And um, if you have any questions or comments,